Welcome to the First Right Podcast, a weekly conservative news show brought to you by Restoration Pack. I'm Doug Truax, founder and president of Restoration Pack. Today we're blessed to have with us a first-time guest who is beloved in conservative circles for her truth-telling. She is Emerald Robinson, a former White House correspondent for One America News Network and Newsmax. She now has her own show on Frank Speech TV and has a large Substack blog following. Welcome to the show, Emerald. Great to have you on. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Very good. So you've got this really interesting background. Born uh, coal mining town. Your dad was a pastor. You end up in journalism. So I always have, for all the guests, we want to hear, you know, all of our viewers want to know, how did you get to where you are? Tell us a little bit more about that story, all that stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, it definitely wasn't the conventional path. I, I didn't have the plan to end up in the White House press pool, though I always did. I went to school for journalism. My my family tells me that I said since kindergarten I was going to be a journalist, but I did sort of go the long way about it. I did theater and I, I went to, to Hollywood and things like that, I did some soap. So that's often used against me, you know, by uh, the critical corporate media. But yeah, I grew up in a, a tiny, tiny coal mining town in the mountains of Virginia on the West Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee border. So I feel a little bit more like I'm from Tennessee, probably even than Virginia, because it was just down the road. Uh, my daddy was a pastor of a tiny church that was just across the field to the left of my house where I grew up and uh, had a, a really lovely country upbringing. And then I, I left that small town pretty young and headed for the, the big lights of the different cities. And uh, I was in L.A. for a while and I just realized that wasn't a fit for me. And I decided to get back to my education, which was journalism. And at first I moved into science and tech, covering science and technology for uh, a popular website at the time. I think it's now defunct, but it was called uh, redorbit.com. It was one of the top science sites at the time. And that actually brought me to Washington, DC. So I didn't come to Washington, DC to cover politics. I was one of the unusual people covering science and tech there but then it sort of progressed because i mean when in rome right sure you're gonna end up covering rome and that's sort of how it happened i i, I didn't really want to stay in dc but i met my husband fell in love and ended up taking a job with one american news and officially moving into uh covering congress and then the white house and just realized it was actually a pretty good fit for me yeah. i really ended up loving politics and getting a little bit you know obsessed with it. Yeah, well, you're a truth teller in a world where there's not a lot of that going on. And uh, it's interesting, you know, times that we live in, if you wanted to be a journalist your whole life and then you end up in this spot and you find, hey, there's not a lot of people like me that are telling the truth and it all kind of comes together. So that's that's a that's a really uh, great fit for you. So, oh, go ahead, you're gonna say something? Well, I was just gonna say, and I think because I didn't have the goal, like everyone else in that press pool with me, that was their ultimate goal. And then the next goal was to get a show on the network with ABC, CBS, or Fox. And that just was never my goal. I, I didn't necessarily lay a path uh, for this career. And so I've been, I, I find myself in a place that I didn't necessarily intend to be, but that, you know, suited me. And I think it's, you know, because God had a purpose. So I never, so I guess I wasn't different by by design it's just that i didn't have the same goals and so then i i didn't feel like i needed to compromise because you know ultimately my my goal was not the fox or cbs it was just being you know an honest person yeah it's, it's freeing when you get to the place where you're free you're free because you're where you wanted to be and you're like well i don't i don't have some additional thing i'm trying to get done here so i'm just going to say it like it is 
And you know, the uh, truth-telling uh, kind of juxtaposed against the timid press corps now. You know, we've watched the media kind of disintegrate and the press corps and all this, and Trump really, you know, pushed that whole thing over the edge. So g just give us your take on why you think they're all so timid nowadays. I don't think they were, I don't think they're so timid as different from before, really. It's just that Trump was like a flashlight. He exposed the rot that was already there in the fake uh, narratives. It just came to light. More people were paying attention. He That was probably his greatest legacy, honestly. Out of all the things he did, it was the exposing of not only the media, but our institutions like the DOJ, academia, uh, Congress. He just, he just was a flashlight. And I would say that uh, the media has long had problems. Is it getting a bit worse? Yeah, just because they're maybe more overt about it, because there's no reason to really hide it anymore, I would say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's a new day, and it's not the world we grew up in, that's for sure. And now it's, now it's a matter of, okay, who's actually going to tell you the truth when so many people realize that the people in the media, they've got their own agenda. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, too, about the time after the election, and uh, we'll see how much you want to share about this. But so we had... Right after 2020, uh, Fox News was there, you know, kind of on the ropes because people were like, okay, what just happened here? And so then we get to this place of like, all right, are we going to, um, are we going to have a, a new version of Fox out there? And so Newsmax kind of comes around and uh, they were doing great, uh, but they kind of lost their edge. So do you care to comment on uh, how, you see, how you saw that playing out? Yeah, so it was interesting because clearly we had soared after the election it just really took off the audience grew exponentially because people were really starving for the truth and there wasn't an outlet after fox had called arizona so early in what was clearly some kind of play on the network and you know arnold michigan who was the, the on the desk uh, that night calling the election for them he he it, it was questionable when they hired him anyway so again it was you know people's eyes were open and they realized wait fox isn't what we thought they were and it was a big opportunity for newsmax i think that it's very tough when you get that far you get that much spotlight on you they had not been used to having the kind of attacks that you get from the corporate media and from intelligence the intelligence community when you are being watched by so many people and your voice is influential and it's tough to be that outlier even if you are telling the truth and you have to make a decision when you get to that point i had to make a decision when i got to that point i get a, you know i got attacked all the time i got called all kinds of crazy things but you had to make a decision what what's more important is it important to be accepted and to be safe or is it important to tell the truth and 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 honor the truth and and keep your integrity now i will just say because i do have to be a little bit careful i think that it was they they wanted to feel safe and look you can get your licenses pulled you cannot get your how they do it really is that they just don't like you saw with oan recently one american news they don't renew your distribution contract and so essentially you you're not being shown and that's that's a big part of your business model so i get it but I also feel like if you're willing to chance and have courage that there's always a way made, it's just having to trust that if you do that and the right thing, that it, it'll in the end work out in the way that's supposed to or for your good or that God has for you. But that's tough for some people. And also you got to look, a Biden administration had already told people 
They'd already told outlets during the, the 2020 campaign cycle that if you report on the Hunter Biden laptop, if you report on the clear uh, mental deterioration of the president, uh, then candidate Biden, you're going to be frozen out of a White House. And a lot of these news networks want access. Ultimately, it's about access. That's right. And then to go back to what you said a second ago, you have to ask yourself, are you looking for approval or are you looking for the truth? And to your credit, you've been sticking to the truth and it's been going well. I mean, every, every career, right, has its uh, <laughs> here and there and ups and downs and stuff. But I think that, you know, that's, you know, that's why we're having you on because you tell the truth. And, uh, and that's really important nowadays, especially as the next question I was going to ask you in this whole woke world we're living in. And, you know, you've been taking the, taking the Republicans to task for a while on it, even when, you know, there was a window of time where, well, we all kind of knew stuff was happening, but we weren't really awake to the woke stuff. And, uh, and, and you were. So what do you think is going to happen, though? Let's assume that, you know, don't, we don't want to get overconfident like we do, but we assume we, we take back Congress. What do you see happening with regard to taking on the woke left from the Republicans? Oh, man. You know, I wish I could be more optimistic, but there is nothing that I've seen so far in covering Congress in D.C. that makes me hopeful that even if Republicans take over over both houses, that they will truly push for accountability in different issues, whether it be uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, corruption, Fauci. I mean, maybe Fauci because he is now such a safe figure to hit because uh, most Americans are tired of him. They do realize that there's clear corruption there and you would have Senator Rand Paul likely as the Senate health, chairing the Senate Health uh, Committee. So there's possibility maybe on Fauci, but I, I, I tell you, even some of these insurgent candidates, and they were really great during their campaigns and they're really grassroots, they get to DC and they see just how hard it is to operate because they still had to play nice with Kevin McCarthy. They, they kind of, and then they just end up, you know, they want to get reelected. And that ends up being the death of a true grassroots movement, right? When you care about getting reelected, instead of just doing what you got to do while you're there and giving the time there. So I've seen too much of that. I'm not super, super hopeful. I tend to think there would be more strongly worded letters, you know, really, really good sound bites from Lindsey Graham on Hannity. Uh, so I'm not super hopeful. I just wish we had more Ron DeSantis's and you could just clone him and put him in different districts in different states. Um, but unfortunately, most of the GOP just doesn't have that spine. And honestly, a lot of them, it's not even that they don't have the spine. It's that they're just ideologically, they're not really far from the establishment. There really is just one party there and they sort of play at being opposed to one another and maybe on certain issues they're really opposed it really comes down to taxation right mm -hmm. i mean sure. for republicans that's the hill they're always willing to die on in taxes sure sure yeah that's a great point the uniparty thing and i you know i'd be interested to get your take on how it was too with the group that was legitimately conservative and they wanted to do great things and then they saw trump and trump you know helped them stiffen their spine for a while, but then we got into the whole, well, maybe he's a Russian agent and all that. And they, you know, then they started to cave on that. But I mean, there was a window of time. Wouldn't you agree though, that Trump was like giving all those folks like, hey, this may be our time to stand up and actually do the right thing here. And then it, then it faded. 
Some of them, yes, some of them, but then a lot of them were still pretty obstructive to his agenda. And look, Mitch McConnell didn't do any favors to the the Trump agenda or the Trump White House. He was one of the biggest obstacles in uh, pushing for a lot of what Trump wanted to do. And I, it's you know, it's funny because honestly, one of the members of Congress who was most behind what Trump wanted to do and really generally liked what he was doing. And I think is a pretty honest actor, uh, you know, I, out of all of them, he, he's, he's more solid than any congressman I know there. And that's Thomas Massey from Kentucky. And remember, that was the one Trump blasted so hard on the day that they uh, were voting for the CARES Act. And mm-hmm. they were all, you know, on COVID lockdowns at their homes. They didn't want to come back to D.C. And Massey, like, forced a quorum on it because he's like this is a massive amount of money this is going to affect our children for decades you have to come vote on this and trump called him uh said he was grandstanding show voting (laughs) right right yeah kind of flipped on it didn't it yeah no that's a great point i forgot about that yeah well that gets to you know back to what you say you know the uniparty and the money and never let a crisis go to waste and let's just print a lot of money and shove it out the door and and the you know the guys somewhere down the road after I'm done running for office will take care of it. And uh, speaking from somebody who's been living in Illinois for 20 years, it's, uh, you know, yeah. we're, we're on the yeah. we're on the downslope of that now. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's tough, tough environment. So um, so back to to something you mentioned in the beginning, you know, your, your upbringing, your dad being a pastor and stuff. And so so you clearly have a biblical worldview and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that that you know, impacts everything as it should. Uh, so, but talk to that a little bit, how that makes you feel sometimes relative to some of the other journalists. And, you know, you're saying one thing that's super truthful and they're just looking at you like, what are you talking about? You know, right? <laughs> so. You know, it's funny. I, I mean, they, they'll sometimes go out there in media and pretend like I'm crazy. But then when we were all in the room, I mean, they, it was funny because I would get a sense for them that they were sort of like, it was just a shock to them to have someone not care and just, you know, tell it like it is or be that truthful. And they was just sort of look at me sometimes like, wow, you know, because they, they were really trying to toe the line on what they said or what they reported so that they wouldn't get in trouble with the DNC and so that they could get promoted. They could go to CBS or, you know, and some of them were just pure activists and they knew that sometimes they weren't reporting the truth, but they had an ultimate agenda. Uh, that lined up with the DNC and the far left of the DNC. And so they did it. But I always felt like it was important to be very clear about the worldview that I came from. And I, I wish more journalists would be, whether even if they're not Christian, because at least you know where they're coming from, right? What lens they're giving you the news through. And then I think Americans are smart enough to gauge for themselves, you know, to say, okay, well, this is, you know, their, their, their point of view, but then gauge the information. And I think, you know, it's interesting because Becoming a journalist in D.C., moving to cover politics, actually really strengthened my faith. It made me feel bolder in my faith and more assured in it. Even it grew me so much, grew me so much in um, in in strength and 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 boldness and having and having to really have faith. Because sometimes it was a little scary going out mm-hmm. that when you knew you weren't like everyone else. Yeah. And knowing that you were going to get so criticized and potentially, and you know, which ultimately happened to me, your contract would not be renewed. But I would initially feel that. I would pray. There's a lot of times I would, I'll call back home and I'd have my mom and my aunt gather in, in prayer for me. And it always came through. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, wouldn't you say, though, too, that that added strength that you got, I mean, it's directly from God. Because at some yes. point, right, everybody around you, you, you know, even a lot of people out in flyover country are praying for people to tell the truth. And, you know, you're right in the middle of a, of a, of a city that, you know, shifting morality if there was such a thing. And back, and back to your point about, well, just say what your worldview is. If it's not biblical, okay. But then you're back to, you know, do you believe there is truth with a capital T, you know, or are you just making this up every day and you're just looking for the approval of the people around you so you can advance your career, which is what I see them like what you said. Everybody's just acting, you know. Sometimes a lot of these, a lot of these uh, quote-unquote mm-hmm. journalists, they're just acting so the uniparty can keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, there was actually one really good example of this I saw one day in the briefing room, and it was not too long after Biden had taken office, and there was a reporter from, I believe it's called Conservative News Service, CNS. They were relatively new in the briefing room, and then there was one from the Washington Blade. Uh, is it Blade or Blaze? Yeah, it's one of those, and it's, it's an LGBT uh, outlet. And so two totally diametrically opposed worldviews, right, in these two outlets. Um, they were trying to nail Joe Biden down on his stance on abortion. And so the conservative uh, outlet had asked first, you know, when does he think life begins and try to really get, you know, nail them down. It was the press secretary, Jen Psaki. She wouldn't answer. And then so she went to the Blaze or Blaze, whichever one it was, that reporter. And he said, you know, no, yeah, what is it? Because we're not sure either. So she got grilled <laughs> from both. And I thought, well, you know, there's a moment where everyone knows which side they're coming from, sure. but they both want to get to the same truth. Like, what what does he believe? That's right. And we still didn't get the answer. Yeah, but, right. You know. <laughs> exactly. Time, just move on, right? Yeah, no, that's usually yeah. what happens. But I, but that, yeah, to your point on that, I mean, everybody does want to know the truth. Whether you admit it or not, you just, there, there's truth out there and people want to, want to find it. Yeah, for sure. So, well, hey, you're telling the truth. We appreciate it a lot. I uh, love all your stuff and just... Uh, Hang in there, you know, it's uh, it's the ups and downs of the career, but you know, people like you, but you know it's gonna go okay, it's, right? It's, it's, it's turned out to be a huge blessing. Yeah, Working for, sure. for Lindell TV and um, it has been a joy. And I have, I feel like an even bigger flat platform. I have, I have even more freedom to cover what I wanna cover. And you know, I do my sub stack. It, it, it's been really well received. And I feel like actually, I feel like actually my microphone has grown yeah true. and it must be it's in a different arena but i think this is where the landscape is heading so i feel like god is just putting a little bit ahead of the curve and i get to see my kids more there you go it's a win all the way so, around right yeah, yeah. <laughs> perfect perfect well hey thanks for coming on love to have you back on some other time absolutely all right thanks everyone all right that's our show for today thank you so much for tuning in and for supporting conservative media Don't forget that by working together and staying diligent, we conservatives can bring our country back to true greatness. Until next week, let's all keep praying that God will continue to bless America. First Right, a new kind of news summary without the liberal slant. Every morning, in your inbox, always free. Subscribe by texting First Right to 30161. That's First Right, all caps, one word to 30161.